0: Hey there, thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to continue to talk about how to be ready for Jesus. We don't understand, God says, that we have to be in agreement with him. Because on that day, he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practiced lawlessness. So agreement has to be intact. For us to be in agreement with him is where we're not ignoring something he said. So in order not to ignore something he said, we have to know what he said. And so you have to know the word. You have to keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and then that door will be open to you. Then he's going to open the door and say, come on and keep on seeking, keep on knocking for that revelation knowledge. How to seek that precious pearl. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. You're so good to us. Thank you so much for showing us the way to be with you for showing us the place that you have picked out for us. We thank you that the plan is that none should perish. That's your plan. And we thank you for that. We thank you that you're planning for that and that you're telling us we are in the season of your return. We don't know the day or the hour, but we are in that place where you are in that time frame where you're going to show up. We thank you and praise you for your revelation knowledge, for your guidance. You love us so much. All you did already, and still you're working on our behalf. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. You know, a couple months he said that to me. He said, The hour of Jesus has come. And I said, Um, our the Holy Spirit said, What does that mean, Lord? He said that through me. The Holy Spirit talks through you. Your, your spirit and the Holy Spirit come together. So, anyway. Um, I don't understand really the details of that. But what I do understand is the things that God has taught me. And so when he said that, he, when the Holy Spirit said, what does that mean, Lord? He said, an hour of testing is at hand. A great hour of testing is at hand. He said, I'm frustrated. Obey me. And the reason he's frustrated is because we're not obeying him. We think we are. you know. When I go out, people say, oh yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. But there's so many things that we ignore. And that's why Jesus is telling us ahead of time that he's coming. That's why he's knocking at the door and saying, I'm coming. You guys, you gotta get ready. You're not in agreement with me, you're ignoring me. And so he's having me write this book. And the more revelation knowledge I get, the cooler it is. And I want to tell you that I've lived the stuff out that he's showing me. And, you know, it started when my son was born. He was born with a birth defect. And I was believing God for him to be healed. And I found out that it doesn't just fall on you. And believing is so much more than just saying you believe. Believing is living in his kingdom. agreement with him. So I've took all this time to get in agreement with him. And it's it's like it's one thing after another that I need correction. And and he corrects those he loves. And really this time here on the earth is preparing to live with him when you leave here. And so I've learned so much along the way. And being in agreement with him is when you do his kingdom principles, and when you do his kingdom principles, when you move all the way into his kingdom, that is when those blessings are um, apparent in your life and you can you can have them. And sure, he gives you a little along the way. You know, what you know to do when you do that, you're right with him. So the, the thing that I wanted to say is, when people say, I'm ready, I'm thinking, wow, you know, it's taking me this long to get this ready, and you think you're ready. And, you know, and it's okay where you're at, but if you're not seeking and knocking, if you're not seeking after him, right there, you are disregarding a command. You're ignoring what he said. So in writing my book, um, we were talking about him and I together, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. It says we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we lead every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. And so we don't just think any thought. We think what God thinks. His opinion is our opinion. And when we live contrary to that, which we do without a constant effort without seeking without taking that correction from the holy spirit without asking i ask god to correct me all the time because i don't like surprises i don't like things happening because i stepped out of his kingdom out from that umbrella of protection and so when we keep on seeking and we keep on knocking we're going to keep learning and so when you take captive every thought you're living a kingdom principle and people don't do that. They just think whatever comes to the mind. Most people I know just don't understand this principle. And so when you just think whatever comes to your mind, you're giving the enemy authority in your life because he's just going to come in when all, where all those rooms are empty, right? That's what Jesus said. And, you know, this verse also tells you that, um, I don't have the whole thing here, but your, your warfare is not against flesh and blood. 2 Corinthians 10, I think it starts in verse 3. But it, it's a, the spiritual darkness that is happening. It, it's happening all around you, and that's why Jesus is saying, "Take captive every thought, because the enemy comes in to your thinking." That's what I was meaning to say. I might got a little off there, but the, that's where his power is—is is in your thinking. Just like in the beginning, he said to Eve. Did God really say? He comes and says that kind of stuff. And so you got to take captive your thought and say, yeah, God really said that. Look at his word and look what he said. What he said. If you're in agreement with him, then you're in agreement with him and you're going to have his blessings in your life. You're going to be living in his kingdom. And so if you're saying, oh, I'm ready. I've been ready forever. Do you take captive every thought? Do you take captive every thought so that you are for sure thinking God's thoughts. Do you examine yourself? Do you ask God for correction? you got to do that. You don't know if you're right with him. You're not going to stand before you on that day. And, and, and you're not going to say, well, Lee, I did this in your name and that in your name. You're going to say, Jesus, I did this in your name and that in your name. And by the way, isn't that like arguing when you look at that? But Lord... Lord, I did this in Your name and I did that in Your name, and He's going to say, "Yeah, but you ignored Me." I told you to take captive every thought, and what's the purpose of that? Because if you're not taking captive every thought, as I was explained to you, you're thinking the thoughts of the enemy, and if you're thinking the thoughts of the enemy, then you're not thinking the thoughts of God because they're contrary to each other. When my son was born, I learned that I had to take captive every thought. The doctor said he's sick; he's not going to walk. Um, His urine is backing up into his kidneys. He has hydrocephalus and all this bad news. I had to take captive every thought in order to receive every healing that we had. And that's exactly how I did it. Um, One example is he was born with hydrocephalus and that's when the water in your brain doesn't drain on itself. And so two weeks after he was born when I didn't know what I know now, um, that was one of the crises that I didn't like. Well, not two weeks, actually. Well, two weeks, actually, after he was born, he had a shunt put in. And a year later on his checkup, um, I found out that he his, his, uh, his shunt wasn't working. And so it had to be reconnected. And so that was terrible. That was terrible. And, and so that was a crisis I didn't like. And so I, I said, God, why? And he said, because you weren't obeying me. And if we're not obeying him, we can't walk in his kingdom. We can't live in his kingdom. We can't have those blessings. And so I started to decide that I'm going to obey everything that he tells me to do. And so that is actually reminds me of something else. I said um, to God one day, I was jealous of someone else who was receiving all these blessings. You know, he said to me, he said, well, that person does everything I tell that person to do. That's the difference between that person and you. And so he reminded me again, I wasn't doing what he said to do. In fact, my son was born of that birth defect because I ignored something God said. And he said, there's nothing I can do. And that's what he's saying to us. There's nothing he can do. If we're going to practice lawlessness on that day, Jesus is going to have to say, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. You who ignored what I said. You know, when God said there was nothing he could do, I didn't question that. I, I know that he knows what he's talking about, but I didn't understand it right away. You got to know that God knows more than you do. And you have to keep on seeking and keep on knocking to find out. So on that day, if you haven't taken captive every thought, you're going to be thinking wrong. That's the major thing. And then you're not going to be in agreement with God. You're going to be thinking wrong. You're going to be thinking, oh, God put this sickness and disease on me because you're not taking captive your thought. You're not believing the word of God. Jesus bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, and your pain, which is why I was believing him for my son's healing. And then still, it wasn't happening because of my disobedience, because of my lack of knowledge and Hosea says that. Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because you priestly nation have rejected knowledge. When we're not seeking him, we're rejecting knowledge. I will also reject you that you shall, you shall be no priest to me. Seeing you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. That is scary. That is scary. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. Reminds me of this girl's testimony. God told her to tell us that we're just, there's people ignorantly falling into hell. Ignorantly, we're perishing for a lack of knowledge. You can call yourself a Christian. And on that day, that Christian, he was talking to the Christians, but Lord, Lord, we did this in your name, and we did that in your name. And he's going to say, Yeah. But you ignored what I said. You know, those, those very people that um, think that I'm talking about works are, is that group of people. If you're doing something you think God wants you to do, but you don't know what he wants you to do, you're going to be practicing lawlessness on that day, right? So you're going to be thinking you're right with him, and you're not because you hadn't found out from him the truth. You hadn't gone after the knowledge. And a lot of people think that God is a mystery and you can't understand him. But you know what? That's the person that hasn't read their Bible. If you read the Bible, if you're seeking and knocking, you're going to find out the truth. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking so that door can be opened to you. And so if you perish for lack of knowledge, that isn't God's fault. It's your fault. If you perish for lack of knowledge, it's because you weren't seeking, you weren't knocking. When you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, what you're saying is, I'm committed to you. I'm going to live in your kingdom. I'm going to leave this kingdom that I've been living in because I want to live the highest life ever. I want to live with you here and now. I want to be committed to you. I want to be in love with you. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind just to care about what he cares about. And, you know, when we represent Him, we should know that so that we can represent Him, so that we're reflecting Him. Even Jesus only said and did what the Father said and did. So how much more should we be doing that, but we can't do that, because we don't even know what the Father is saying and doing. We're guessing, or we're doing the hearsay thing. Well, so-and-so said, and I think they're a godly person, so they must be right. And Jesus said, don't follow anyone. You don't know if that person you're listening to has it right. And then on that day, you can't blame it on that person. Because, you know, Jesus, he gave up his life. You know, part of that was so the Spirit, the Holy Spirit could come and live on the inside of you and teach you all things. So you could have that personal relationship with him, just you and him. You don't really need anyone else, you know, and it's so pounded in our head that we do. And that you can't make any decisions on your own. you know, it, it's so like taught wrong that we have to have someone else's approval. You have to have Jesus' approval. You're going to stand before him on that day. So you want to make sure you have that relationship going on with him, and that you're in agreement with him, not with anyone else. So that is my message today. You need to know that there's more than, you know, some people just think why i do the ten commandments like the rich man you know i know the ten commandments and what did jesus say well give up your stuff he didn't know that he was having a god before god until jesus told him that he was having a god before god he said give up your stuff and then he said follow me you have to get your individual directions from jesus he's knocking at the door of your heart he's coming the time of his return is at hand and he wants you to know how to be ready. And so if you never asked him to come live on the inside of you, he's knocking at the door of your heart. Revelation 3.20 says, he is knocking, and if you will heed his voice, he's going to invite you. He, he's going to come in if you invite him in. You know, heeding his voice is, is just another revelation knowledge. If you're going to ask him to come live on the inside of you, and you're not going to heed his voice, then he's not going to hang around you've rejected him you've rejected him there's so much more to being ready than we think and so god wants us he wants us to have the revelation knowledge of that and so if you're willing to heed his voice this isn't about just oh, quick say prayer so you don't go to hell it's about heeding his voice coming into agreement with him Living in heaven on the earth, right here, right now, with him. Just like Jesus said, the kingdom of God isn't going to be here or there, here nor there, but it's within you. He's going to come and live on the inside of you, and you're going to live with him and have fellowship with him and become involved in him. He's a person. You're going to care about what he cares about, and he's going to care about what you care about. He already cares for you so much. Anyway, say that prayer with me, would you? ask him, Jesus, I know that you're knocking at the door of my heart, and I'm asking you to come in right now. I'm asking you to come in and teach me your way. I'm committed to you. I want to live my life your way. I want to shine for you, Lord. I want to live in your kingdom and have have your blessings apparent in my life, and I want to be ready for when you come. Correct me, Lord. Teach me Teach me, Lord. We love you and praise you and give you all glory in your name. Amen. God said something to me. He said, you know, so many people argue that all you have to do is call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. And rightfully so. That's what it says. That's what the word of God says. But when you call on the name of the Lord, it's not once and then walk away. And a lot of people have that idea. All I gotta do is call them and I'm good. You gotta call them every day. If you have a best friend, you don't just call them once and then that's it. And then wait for that day when when you need a place to live. <laughs> that's not what he's talking about. You call on the name of the Lord every day, every minute, every second. And he's gonna be you're gonna be seeking and knocking. That is salvation. It's not you just calling his name and and then you go back to your old life because um you think that he's trying to take things away from you that's how it is people get to that place and they start feeling that icky feeling on the inside of them and they don't want that correction but the correction is making you ready for heaven that's what's going on and so you want that correction god is so good he's so in love with you And he wants you to know you have to heed his voice. And heeding his voice is letting him recreate you in his likeness. And then he's going to start teaching you his principles so you can be in agreement with him when he gets here. Thanks so much for listening today, and God bless you